0: you hear? (laughs) As
1: I brought your tea down the stairs for you. What did you hear? Hmm?
0: Nothing. I heard it while you were in the kitchen.
1: (laughs) You're bluffing.
0: I heard it. Well, what are you doing
1: I'm knocking it over and you can't hide that poker face. That's not in tune. Do you want me to tune that?
0: It sounds perfect. It's beautiful. It sounds
1: like... Except for that did not sound beautiful <laughs> at all. Hold on here. Let me just tune this for you, please. So the next time you pick no, it up. that's okay.
0: Okay, stop it. We're, we're doing a show here.
1: It's the tuning song. <laughs> Everyone loves it. Oh my God.
0: This isn't part of it. Like, seriously? What are you doing? I'm so irritated. Oh. Tuned. Okay, I gotta get rid of this tea bag. am <laughs> going put what? it. First of all, I need like a crane to get into the mug to get it because I can't even reach in there. I'm sorry. Next elbow. time,
1: I won't make you a tea and carry it downstairs for do. you. And I said something very really sparky. And
0: I heard something completely different. Mm
1: hmm. I heard. Selective hearing.
0: Uh, you want to know what I heard? What did you hear? I heard you said, <laughs> I, I don't mind, it's my pleasure to serve. I thought, oh, that's nice. I'm going to go down and set up the computer. <laughs> that's
1: what I heard. Holy smokes. You have wishful thinking. I thought, oh,
0: well, she's in a chipper mood this morning, this evening. <laughs> I...
1: the... You're going crazy. You think it's the morning? It's nine like o'clock well, what night? I'm not wearing my fat bit or fit bit or whatever you call it.
0: <sighs> Certainly at night, yawning. Kids are in bed. You're drinking Hopefully, tea. that way in Get some bold caffeine. Some Tetley. It's good. Unofficial sponsor.
1: But they could sponsor us. Just throw your money they at could. us. Give us your money, Tetley, and we'll drink your tea. Those little elf tea guys. What you,
0: okay, let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Hypothetically. Mm-hmm. When, you're, when you're thinking about sponsor, what's better? Product or cash?
1: Hmm. If it's food, it's probably product.
0: Skip the dishes. We're looking at you. Can we get free? Can Credit it
1: up. Skip the dishes. Yeah. Okay. Other than
0: food, though, like, hmm. so it's a service or apparel or something.
1: No, some. I I'm always that person that you know, like I got like gypsy blood, right? So it's I I trade service for service. That sounded so bad. That sounds that sounds bad. Trading service. Well, for service. I'm
0: just gonna let that hang out there.
1: No, but even like. Remember when I carried cash all the time and you made me like get a debit card and go Join to the, the bank? Join the twenty first and... century. Yeah, and like have online banking because I only knew how to do it through the telephone, which I still had a home phone.
0: You know, like real you podcasters really... that do this like professionally, uh-huh. they get both cash and product.
1: <laughs> oh, you didn't tell me that was an option. C. I pick C. D. All of the above.
0: <laughs> Holy crud! I will say this though, the guys at Retro Rags. Oh, Joe, he's awesome.
1: That's such a great company.
0: Um. I'm I'm super happy with the arrangement that we got going on. Uh, They're helping us market our merch for Action Figure Adventure. Mm -hmm. They are donating some apparel to the cause in exchange for some very minor publicity that we're getting with all 10 listeners of our show.
1: But we have something to exchange with you and it's a code to save your money.
0: You're going to do it, aren't you? Go ahead, go ahead.
1: Save your money with Adventure 20. Save
0: your money with Adventure 20. You s- Adventure 20.
1: use Adventure 20 at Retro Rags, and you're going to get a discount, man. You're going to save money. So you, that means you can buy more stuff. I know you got Christmas money from your grandparents. I'm not highlighting... dollar dollar bills.
0: Shh, I'm not highlighting anything this time. You're clipping. You're clipping. Oh, you're clipping.
1: Pickles.
0: I'm not highlighting anything this time from Retro Rags, but... They do have custom services. So if you like creating your own stuff, they are your destination to oh, go to I for didn't know. hats, shirts, and apparel.
1: Oh, I didn't know they did custom too.
0: Yeah, that's, awesome. that's why I'm kind of working with them because I really so, believe, and that's what got them started and I believe in them and that's that. Great quality. So last week mm-hmm. we talked about the top... Movies from the decade 2010 to 2019.
1: I know so many like surprises, but I'm mean, so many really, really, really solid, solid films, too. And
0: we ran out of time before we could even get to television shows, right? Wrong. So I thought we would jump right into that. Cool. And we later on we're going to talk about some predictions going forward. Your favorite film of the year, Cats.
1: Oh, my favorite nightmare of the year. We're oh, going to oh. talk
0: HBO Max in an article I read, and uh, I think we're going to revisit Stan Buck.
1: Oh, he's, gonna, he, he's calling his lawyer.
0: He, yeah, I know. He, his lawyer's involved. He reached out after the last episode <sighs> <laughs> and said, you know, we." I vaguely misinterpreted him, which seems to be above, above board for me. Well, it he's calling be, a
1: lawyer. It's serious.
0: Yeah, well. Stand
1: he, by
0: He's a villainous scum and scoundrel, so <laughs> what does he know? You make him sound and like he, the it, Lex
1: Luthor of it, London, Ontario.
0: No, no, not at all. He's, he's much too chipper for, for Lex Luthor. He's a solid dude. Uh, but get this. What? So he... <laughs> <laughs> I, gave, I gave Stan Buck the option to send me something in to read it on air. Yeah. And after our last episode, he proceeds to type out what he meant. And mm-hmm. I said... I said, I'm going to read the text right now. I love it. it <laughs> I'm loving it. I'm going to read this. everything except for what he said. Okay. He goes, I started out by saying, and then he tries to go on. And I said, listen, it's too late for this. You had your shot at sending something in, Stanbuck. <laughs> and he says, <laughs> <laughs> I laugh out loud. And I, said, and I said, but no, you wanted to be a wise ass instead. Well, now it's my turn. <laughs>
1: Holy crap. Oh so my God. we
0: will talk about Stan Buck soon. Mr. Glenn Stanway. Amazing. Who, thanks to him, we have now introduced the Stan Buck barometer test for, mm-hmm. for trailers S- and advertisement. T- SBT.
1: SBT. I have dyslexia right now.
0: That's okay. So, okay. okay. Well, let's start with the listener questions. In no particular order, all names have been hidden okay. to protect the innocent. Yes. Okay. Question the first. First question the first uh and it looks like it's more for you hmm. than it is for me uh how do you get your adult collector husband something for christmas do you memorize what he has so you can surprise him or do you just ask do you just not care and give cash from betty boop
1: <laughs> usually I, I just listen it's not like oh, like christmas gifts like i got him a I got him a Scrooge McDuck statue not too long ago. That like no, was for
0: Christmas. No, it was just
1: like a, out of the... I'm saying not necessarily for okay, Christmas. Yeah, as a gift. Yeah, as a gift. It was just kind of... It was more just like an out of the blue thing. It was something that I knew that he had his eye on. I don't really like memorize what he has going on down here in the toy dungeon. Because <laughs> it's hard for me to memorize everything. My memory is not once what it was, but no.
0: Does that stress you out trying to figure out something no. to get with one of my passions? Or do you try to get... Something for the well, yeah. stuff that I like, or
1: yeah, I try to. Well, I don't want to just buy some action figure, like, oh, he likes action figures, so I'll just buy this. It would have to be something that you like, and I'd look to see what you had down here, and I'd probably write it down if I was hunting for it, or I would just like ask. Are you
0: worried that I would get it before you got it, or
1: um, no, not necessarily, because sometimes you like you, you're pretty like open about like what's coming, you're like, oh, there's a box coming from Big Bad Toy Store. They're not a sponsor, but like, honestly, bring it on. If you big by toy store, if you want to be a sponsor, my husband <laughs> is probably your best customer on the planet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But no, but really like I, I kind of know cause you're so transparent about it. So he's not really hard to buy for at all. It's... Uh,
0: yeah, I don't know. I think I'm pretty easy. I am pretty particular on you stuff. Like what so you I like. think if you got me like an action figure, it. I don't know. I would hope that you would get one that I would open because if, it was one to go on the wall. Well look at that jer- would- look
1: at that Jirith that I bought you and
0: Yeah, the Funko Pop that but Pop, if but- if it's going on the wall then I would be like super crucial of all the corners. Yeah, the make condition. sure there's no bubbles
1: and like it's not lifting anywhere. That kind of stuff Oh I know. If it was on card, I, I get it.
0: Uh, the next question is, how do you guys decide what to watch together? What are your common interests and then unique interests from Matt Tracker? Hmm. So, oh. so what are our common interests versus I guess our separate interests and how do you guys decide what to watch? Basically, it goes something like hey, you wanna watch this? You wanna watch this? Okay. And then at some point okay. she says yes Usually it's after about 30-40 different suggestions.
1: Oh, stop. Depends if I've The worst snack. part
0: is she won't say yes or no. She just won't say anything and I'll just keep moving on until something actually sparks life and and reaction.
1: I like to be entertained, okay?
0: Yeah, and apparently I just like reading lists, because that's what happens when (laughs) I try to sort out what we're going to watch. Well, we have a lot of
1: the same interests, though. Like, really.
0: Okay, well, what kind of shows would you say that you like?
1: (laughs) Well, I know, like, you always make make light of my, my Riverdale passion. You're like, oh, that show is so silly. Because it has gotten kind of silly with all, like, the singing and everything.
0: Not really. It's just not for me. Yeah, but, it's not your jam. But I also say that I love that you have a show that you want to watch. And yeah, I try yeah. to give you your time oh, to watch.
1: It. I do like... But the funny thing is, like, I always... And I've always liked, like, documentaries. I've always liked them. It's like, you make them.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think, <laughs> I think like we them. both like, like, mystery documentaries. Like, true crime documentary Absolutely. types. Like, we watched a number of... Life channel and oxygen-based documentaries on missing people and dead people and unsolved kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, a lot of kind stuff.
1: of macabre stuff. And we also, like, we love documentaries, seeing things, like, docu-series as things come together. Like, we, we watched The Imagineers, which was absolutely, like, fascinating. I love a, a docu-series. If it's really good, like, it's got to be solid.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Or you just might not have a choice in it if I put it on. Because, <laughs> frankly, I don't get a lot of time to watch stuff. Not that you do either, but, uh... No. I like a lot of superhero and animation stuff mm-hmm. which you haven't been really convinced to watch.
1: No, sometimes there's a there's there a But I like a, a lot of the D C really
0: direct good. stuff that yeah. you don't want to watch the, the standalone features that that, are, you know. Yeah. So I, I mean, think you know, if you like the live action stuff you would love the DC direct stuff. I believe you. The stories are way more adult and the visuals are just like super impressive.
1: Which is the one you wanted me to watch? The uh Doctor Who do you want me to watch? Oh, it's Benedict. Cumberbatch.
0: Well, that's a live action movie. Oh, okay. But yeah, Superheroes so of Doctor Strange. Doctor
1: Strange, you wanted me to watch it? I started it. watching it. I mean, it was good when I got into it. It was great.
0: Yeah. I yeah. liked what I, I was I told seeing. you the visuals were very Inception like.
1: Oh, big time. But yeah. like really darker, even. like
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: What does Jordan call him again?
0: Benadryl Cabbage Patch?
1: <laughs> yes. I think it's just the funniest thing in the entire world. It's like, oh, oh my god, it's hilarious.
0: Uh, the next question comes from John Cusack.
1: Okay, what's up John Cusack? As
0: you guys have mentioned, you often discuss lists on uh, the show. What list would you like to discuss that you haven't? Top 10 video games, top 10 track one side ones? So no. High, Music? Fide- high Fidelity connection there. Yes. So, do you remember Music. that scene from High Fidelity? And Where I him not. and Jack Black are at the record store, and he's like, he's like uh, I, I think it's what, I, I don't know if he says top 10 or if he says, all, yeah, top 10. Track one, side one of all albums of all time. So like, mm. well, one Enter, for me. Sandman, a... Smells Like Teen Spirit.
1: You're 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 going n- more recent than no, I. No, I'm
0: saying top ten,
1: top ten ever. Yeah, in life. Yeah. Hmm. Okay.
0: What would you add to that?
1: I would add all my loving from a Beatles, from the with the beatles that they they would there was like one of their first ones that hit really big what in america all my loving all my loving, all my loving yes
0: C- careful with t- touching this anyway.
1: i am um, so i am not going to touch that no but that's the one i, I, I like that song hmm. we well, already got nirvana in there it smells like teen spirit because like nevermind was such a huge 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 album
0: uh, got, i'm gonna look oh. one up while you think about it because I'm not sure if it's track one. And that's all time, all
1: time. Hmm. Ooh. The best bands of all time.
0: I think our music. Okay. What? Detroit Rock City. Oh yeah,
1: Kiss. Oh, absolutely. Destroyer. Absolutely. Yeah. Destroyer. I, wasn't,
0: I couldn't remember if it was track like, it one. I thought it was because of the the story stuff that leads into it. Yeah.
1: You're you were right, sir. I'd you're say correct. Holy Wars
0: off Rust in Peace by Megadeth. I would of, not actually. Yeah, but that's say one of that. okay, but that's one of their best songs yes. ever, and they and that is one of the best metal thrash albums ever.
1: In Rob McCallum's humble opinion, yeah, of metal thrash, you're talking to me about metal thrash albums? Yes, I am. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know what my favorite metal thrash album would be.
0: Okay, what about maybe we can narrow the field and talk favorite bands? Track one.
1: Well, my favorite bands are a little bit like, okay, yeah, but older, you like. So. But
0: you also like bands like Veruca Salt. So pick. I love like, what's the first song on whatever album? Oh, you I like. Of? See,
1: I like uh, Volcano Girls. Like
0: is that track one?
1: No, it's actually straight. Is track one on? Okay, uh, so arms. we're
0: talking track one. Okay,
1: track one. Eight Arms to Hold You. Track one. Veruca okay. Salt. Straight. Mm, Louise Post. Boom in your face. And Bow, I would say
0: burnout. Green Day, Off Dookie. Totally, it's yeah. I a great I Green track Day one.
1: I would put Hole in this category. I love Hole.
0: Yeah, which which Violet, album? Violet, because
1: Violet, because Live Through This. Is so that track one, side one. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Violet. I would put that in there because I like I cheer for I cheer for what I like.
0: What about Ah? Uh, uh, it's time to relax. Offspring. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna say um firm no for me
1: with Offspring. I just can't take them seriously anymore. I just can't. I can't. You see, my... I think they're great musicians. But it just, it doesn't do anything for me at all. It does not do anything. I would put, uh, who else would I put on that list? Top 10, ooh.
0: I don't know if it's top 10 all time, but, and this is a band that we're divided on depending on the album, They're <laughs> hit or miss. Who? Weezer. Yeah. My Name is Jonas is a great track beautiful. one, though.
1: Yeah, it is. Yeah, I will I will agree with that. Yeah. Because I love that album. <laughs> Foot's getting way on me. No, yes, but I, yes. I do love that album. I loved everything up until the one was Green Album. Has, Green Album I, was
0: good. Maladroit was great, too, because yep. that had Key Fishing. Super We've talked good. about this on the show before. I know.
1: But then the Weezer Karaoke The White out.
0: Album was good. Mm. Remember I told you it has that Brian Wilson feel yeah, to it? Yeah,
1: it does. It's very California, Southern, SoCal, yeah. sort yes. of soaked in sunshine sort of feeling. It sounds like maybe they recorded it down there or something.
0: Uh, I, I don't know. Maybe. I think a lot
1: of people get that like vibe when they do it there, like at someone's studio.
0: I'm trying to think what other big bands I like. like. People who
1: have reco- think about people who have recorded with ba- Bob Rock.
0: Yeah. I, 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 a I, don't, sounding... I don't think Weezer records with them. They, they've been recording with Rick Rubin. Oh, Bob,
1: well, no, Bob Rock's in Hawaii.
0: Okay. No thinking... But when Bob Rock recorded with Metallica, he, he went to... Yeah. I don't know where he recorded with... He seen with Crew. He went to L.A. for Crew.
1: Really? What yeah. about Crew? Something by like Crew. Kickstart about my heart? To, totally. All
0: time. Yeah, uh, totally. I'm trying to think, Waltz. Mm-hmm. What other bands? Would, I don't through,
1: know. You love Brian Adams so much. I don't think, I don't think Summer 69
0: him... is the first track. No, you know, it's not. But of, uh, Reckless.
1: Mm, you know, you and me doing Rock and Roll Jeopardy. It's a shame that it's not on television anymore.
0: Oh, I'm sure it's on some streaming service. We'll figure that out. We should
1: find it. Jeff Probst.
0: You know who's great at Rock and Roll Jeopardy? Who? Dave Mustaine. He crushed it. Every time he was on, he won. He,
1: oh, yeah, he did, too. And he's, like, he so stone-faced as well. Yeah, he's just he's so proud of...
0: He. he is smart. smart he's just so proud out. of himself.
1: Oh, I'd be proud, too. Rock and Roll Jeopardy is a serious accolade. Holy crap. It's Jeopardy
0: still. Uh, the next question comes from Space Ghost. Okay. And we've touched on it a little bit earlier, it looks like. Uh, Rob, do you have to hide your collecting obsession? How do you break the news about a new acquisition? Any fear? Mm. Well, first of all, obsession? <laughs>
1: I wouldn't call your it,
0: word, not mine. I wouldn't
1: call it obsession at all.
0: What's the difference between a healthy hobby and an obsession?
1: An obsession is it. What like, is I would the say, what addiction? is the
0: line where, where, where it you becomes too much? You can't
1: feed your family. You can't feed your kids. Like it's a problem. Like if it becomes a problem, then I the think problem it's for who? For the people around <laughs> you. If all oh, so... you. you can't come <laughs> into your downstairs because all of a sudden it's like, hey guys, can you go get your dad? He's buried in action figures in the basement. He's like he's stuck. You know, if you were stuck under a pile of like Castle Grey Skull, like the big one now, and like <laughs> an action figures, we're like. I think
0: there's three stages. I think there's stages. Yeah, I think it becomes problem territory when you start burning all your extra cash, mm-hmm. and so you're just living check to check because of
1: Collecting your hobby. A
0: hobby. When it starts impacting other people around you, mm-hmm. and then when it starts really impacting yourself. Yeah. You know, like when your health or your you know, you can't take care of yourself because you really don't have the money because you're putting it all into the other thing. So those are the three stages.
1: I think that's problematic. It's like like hoarders or something. It goes bad.
0: Are you okay? Yeah. You're really squirmy. I'm always squirmy. No, like you're really scratchy and squirmy. I feel like you're, I don't know, on meth or something.
1: Yes, I'm on meth.
0: I want to make sure you're okay (laughs) because I want to stop if you need to do something. I'm serious. Okay, well
1: I'm sitting on my foot.
0: Okay, why are you doing
1: that? I don't know, it was comfortable. Now, oh, that's kind of better.
0: Next question comes from Adam, Prince of Eternia. Okay. Uh, Tanya, what do you collect? Do you like to collect? Would you start collecting if you could, if you don't? Would you guys ever try to collect anything together or with your kids?
1: Mostly um, vinyl. Honestly, I have a big collection of vinyl. I have some of it upstairs in our house but it's hard because we have a toddler right now and she also collects vinyl but she collects it to play frisbee so a lot of it is boxed down here in the storage area kind of the back of rob's office so that's kind of what i collect so i've got some Beatles 45s and i've got some fun stuff in there i've got some kiss i've got i got a lot of old rock and roll abba. abba i've got a lot of billy preston i've got uh, led zeppelin my dad at one time gave me for christmas he had his back his old volvo he had a bunch of milk crates back there and i didn't know what it was he gave me his record collection which was like pretty badass because my dad's like in like back in the day he used to like sit out and smoke weed with our neighbor like he was like a lawyer they just like smoke hash together and my, he used to listen to his records loud and he listened to great music and then my dad was how i learned about good music he like the first guy playing like michael jackson or like the runaways or something really cool or deep purple or something so i got all that stuff from my dad so that's what i collect
0: would you ever try to collect something with me that was part of the question
1: yeah sure if there was something that we had a we had a common interest of i would, I would totally what, what that. could
0: that be what probably could like, what could we collect together so well, that if you're out somewhere or i'm out somewhere i could pick something up to go to it
1: probably something related to cooking in the kitchen or food because we both mm. love to do that together we do love cooking together. Cooking
0: collection. We got a fair amount of uh, cuisine-related gifts from family members. Holy moly. Yeah,
1: this Christmas was a very My mom in particular
0: gave us a lot of snack dishes and cookingware And, and
1: the, like little oils and yeah. herby things and stuff. Little... Yeah, it was neat. It was neat stuff.
0: Cooking collection. Mm. Like most collections, I worry about the space that we would have for such things.
1: I also worry about our two-year-old um, pulling it out of the drawer.
0: Well, you would have to put it on a counter. Or the
1: other day, she else. got a biscuit cutter and she came at me with it. I was like, Maggie Simpson, take it down a notch. Mm. Uh,
0: would you guys ever try to collect anything together or with your kids? So I kind of did this a little bit. This we are very,
1: very supportive of Harrison's collecting.
0: Yeah. So Harrison, oh, uh while making action figure adventure, going to a lot of toy stores. Harrison would was looking for three very specific G.I. Joes. But he got Fantastic. into
1: action figure collecting because of Rob. Like, you had to go for... Well, the... well he did. sort
0: of. I mean, we were playing with action figures before the series kind of started. Gave I gave him mean. his
1: first He-Man. Yeah, and Ninja,
0: we got him the Ninja Turtles, and we got him Gray Skull and mm-hmm. Snake Mountain and stuff like that. So he, they've been in his life. Absolutely. You know, and uh, when I got him into G.I. Joe a little bit more recently, huh. you know, he wanted Cobra Commander, uh, Serpentor, Serpentor. And Duke, and... Uh, uh, Crimson Guard, one of the Cobra elite soldiers. So, <laughs> those were the four, and you know, I was pretty happy because I ended up getting them all. Like it was like you had journey.
1: your own like quest to get them. Yeah, it
0: was fun. It was fun. It was awesome. Because on one hand, it it actually helped curb my appetite while we were out there and save my money because I got to look for for him. There was a few things I picked up to film. Everywhere for the you
1: went, you brought something home for him, even if it wasn't no. a GI Joe. Yes, actually, yes, you did. Because I was telling my mom, I'm like. Everywhere Rob goes, he's like, Daddy, why you bring me? Like, we know. I try. It was so cute. Even you got him those awesome tales from the Crypt action figures.
0: Yeah, from Rip and Run collectibles. That's a bit of a spoiler, because I don't know if that'll make it to the series or not. But But
1: that was awesome. He was chuffed, but the G.I. Joes were so cool because there was all really kind of obscure ones, like especially Serpentor.
0: Well, Serpentor is not obscure. No, but and like, Duke and Cobra Commander. Well, are when are
1: you give a hundred dollar action figure to your f- yeah, it was a hundred bucks because
0: Serpentor was still kind of sealed on card more or less, and he's a hard character to find loose complete. Oh. And I wanted him to have complete. And of course, like two days after he opens it, Serpentor's cape, cape rips, which is notorious for ripping. I was like okay, well there goes a hundred dollars. But well,
1: no, the cape I wasn't.
0: promised. That I would get it for. You him, always so.
1: follow through with your promises.
0: And I got Super Pantor right here. Actually. Oh, there he is. Holding because <sighs> his GI Joe boxes is down here, so.
1: Yeah. You guys, Joe's. Do you guys play Joe's today?
0: Uh, a little bit. Nice. A little bit. A little nice. Bit.
1: Dude time. <gasps> oh. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god.
0: Well, there goes another $100. It <laughs> crumbled.
1: What the fudge?
0: Oh, I have to fix that. Next question. With what? I don't know, I have another Sepentor up there. There's dude the loses bananas. It is what it is. That was brittle, man.
1: Very, I don't even know how they came off.
0: It has a clean break right at the like you can see I the I see
1: ball. it right in the ball joint.
0: You talked about obscure, maybe mm. underrated, this is the next question. Sure. What is the most underrated video game show, movie, or album that involves named people, in your opinion? Hmm.
1: I'm not like up, up, up with current like music right now, but like generally speaking, I think a lot of the like people who are in bands that do solo albums, I think a lot of those get underrated or they, they kind of like fly under the radar. Sometimes like they're horrible, but then oftentimes they're really, really, really good.
0: I would put the uh, Chris Cornell solo albums in that category. Ooh, yeah. The first two, the third one is garbage. Yeah, it is. It's freaking such it's an embarrassment cool. to music
1: the eddie Venner's ukulele song solo album is really really good solo album you know wise. what
0: you know what spinoff album is not so good what md45 that features Mustaine on guitar uh, not vocals which would be beautiful That'd for be everybody better. else but the the singer is not all that great e- what so. i've
1: never heard of this
0: Oh, well, i'll play some for you if oh you i'm life. good no no i'm no, good you
1: i'm hear. good even when you put megadeth on the car like when we go to florida no megadeth. Oh yeah. And no, why? Oh, yeah. Why do because you? Because I'm so- driving, and but I, I am... need to be at ease. Okay, but okay, if for you to be at ease, I need to be at ease. Nope. You want to get there, dude? You want to take a walk on the wild side? <laughs> <laughs> I asked the kids. Underrated
0: video games that come to mind. What are some you like? Uh, Zombies ate my neighbors.
1: Yeah, and there's also a weird game for Super Nintendo called Ball. That, like, it's just this little blob, it's, you can Google it, this little blob, it's just, it's so cute, and it's underrated, I played it a lot as a kid, I showed Harrison, he thinks it's adorable, it's not really violent, it's cute, I think there's a lot of little RPGs and stuff like that on some of those old systems that are super uh, underrated.
0: I'm gonna say, an underrated game, that I think sold a lot of units, because it kind of got a quasi-sequel, that was a completely different game, uh... Is Bugs Bunny's Crazy Castle. Oh,
1: that was a cute. This game. is
0: a puzzle game. I remember being irritated because you couldn't jump and you got to run around and collect all the carrots, but it's, it's kind of like a puzzle maze game. Jay hates Bugs Bunny's Crazy Castle. <laughs> Even more, Jay hates that I love Crazy Castle and I love birthday Bro- blowout which is kind of the that's quasi sequel one. but it's me ma- that's mainly a Mario clone
1: that's easier yeah
0: well yeah cuz it's like a Mario clone. and that jump. was a fun game I remember getting that and like beating it the first weekend that was a lot of fun uh, tiny toon adventures is a great Mario clone as yes, well.
1: yes no kidding I was just gonna say that's really comparable to it and that's a fun fun game yeah. Harrison was looking at that today on YouTube there were some people oh. playing it like on a twitch or something of that nature
0: hmm. mm-hmm. yeah it was interesting uh, the last question is, award season is coming up. How much do you both care about the Golden Globes and the Oscars? Has that changed over the year? This question was submitted by the Babysitter Bandit. Oh, right. Do you hey. know what that reference is? Hi, Bart. I'm a babysitter. <laughs> the Simpsons. Yeah, but that's Penny Marshall. Yes.
1: Oh, I love What's it? the matter, Bart? <laughs> I loved Penny Marshall. I still do love Penny Marshall. Rest her soul, she was awesome. Can you imagine
0: if she was cast as Princess Leia?
1: Well, Star Wars <laughs> would have taken a different turn.
0: Cindy Williams auditioned.
1: I know, I know that. You know, Harrison and I were watching before bed. He said, if I read a story, can I watch something? I said, if it's like a fairy tale, you can. So we watched Carrie Fisher as Thumbelina. Gotcha. It, and Harrison was fascinated. It was adorable. And But he's like, I can't believe she was Princess Leia. And I was thinking to myself, I'm like... Neither can I because I think they probably paid her about $5 to be in this movie.
0: Award season. Do you uh, care about the Globes or Oscars? Did you care more at one point than, than maybe? I remember
1: you? when it used to be like, an, you know, it was a fun thing. We'd dress up and watch it, like at home, like with friends and stuff. And now I'm just like, mm, I really don't care. Like, I like to read about it the I think day it, after. I
0: think we streamed it last year or watched it last year. I
1: want to say we did. Last year or the year before?
0: I want to say it was last year. Well, do you think it was? Yeah. It used to be a really big deal. It used to, to be me. fun, me too. It used to, like the Oscars was like the thing I wanted to watch all the time. Mm-hmm. It was like kind of my Super Bowl. I it's really nice. like seeing all the Hollywood celebs out there. And, it used to be awesome. And the monologues and the, the skits and stuff like that. And then uh, it really changed when I moved uh, away for college because I didn't have cable anymore. And there was like like two or three years where I just didn't watch it, so I was like kind of out of the loop sure i don't uh, here i mean in some ways it's more it just feels more of a marketing campaign now than it is you know a tip of the hat to like standout films
1: yeah it's like
0: whatever wins and gets the award buzz it's more like okay that kind of just brings it to the forefront for me to maybe pay attention to it it doesn't have the gravitas that Mm -hmm. it that it used to to. mainly because there's so much out there now to watch that
1: it's like a big commercial now
0: like for for something to win best picture is probably the only thing that i'd be like okay yeah i'll take a look at that at some point but unless you know, it was
1: really 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 compelling like you were like okay that's like historically
0: you know best pictures aren't always like amazing films they are always solid films like green book last year was great and i loved green book I yeah it was thoroughly great.
1: enjoyed it it was a great film everything about it, they executed it well vigo was kick ass
0: it. yeah it's great uh you know they're always obviously good films for in their they win for a reason. There's yeah. weird voting politics, of course. But uh, because there's so much I already want to watch, mm-hmm. it's not like anything that wins really bumps it off, you know, something off the list. It, it kind of just keeps it on the list longer.
1: Or well, it might have been something we wanted to see anyway. Who knows?
0: Yeah, and it's kind of an excuse to revisit it. Sure, so sure. that's kind of how I feel about the awards stuff. Yeah, it
1: doesn't get me super excited anymore. Like, I'll pop some popcorn and maybe watch it for five minutes and probably not.
0: <laughs> I never really got excited about the Globes. Like, no. I'm a big Ricky Gervais fan. He's and, funny. You know, he hosted the Globes three times now. And, like, I remember the second one, everybody, like, kind of being on edge. Watch out. What's he going to say? What's he going to say? Yeah. Uh... And, like, it wasn't anything really that bad. And the third time, it was just, like, a parody of itself. And it's just, like, eh. But, like, the. It's not the... like they
1: had George Carlin host no, it, like, seriously. But it's the
0: actual awards. It was just, like, hmm. It was I don't know.
1: Yeah, it wasn't really.
0: It just it really never much. never did it for me. No, so. it wasn't.
1: Golden Globes weren't my thing either. But the Oscars used to be, like you say, they used to be really neat.
0: So, we're gonna get to uh, the most influential television shows.
1: How many are there in this one? I Let's
0: believe see. there's like sixty.
1: Bring it on! But like, huh? I'm so curious about this.
0: Yeah. Because
1: television changed so much in like ten years.
0: Uh, let me just click the link here. This is from IndieWire. In- if you want to look this up and read read into it it's a little not, bit more, it wasn't depth. the same folks. No. We did in the the last other one episode. was Cena. Yeah. When we did it on the last episode. Yeah, last so. episode
1: of the movies.
0: So, best TV shows. And how many do they got here? Uh, looks like there's. Fifty, but I'm just gonna kind of whittle this down to the top ten because, oh, frankly, we don't watch enough TV. Fifty, like I
1: don't and, think I, might, I, couldn't, I couldn't tell you fifty. And
0: really, uh, we won't have many reactions this year, so to just be me reading out titles <laughs> and you going, "Yep, okay, <laughs>
1: yep, mm-hmm, okay. sure." Okay.
0: Mm-hmm. TV's hard because there's multiple seasons, and I know some of these uh, started before 2010. But everyone that's listed here ends after 2010. And they have at least, I think, mm. one or two seasons after 2010.
1: For me, anything that sticks out for me, um, I loved Six Feet Under. I was such a sucker for that show. I don't ten.
0: think that, uh, I think that was before 2010. You do? Yeah, I'm pretty sure.
1: But no, but it ended after 2010. I don't know. There was, like, it six I don't, It was six I, seasons. I don't
0: think so. I'm, I'm going to look it up just to see if of I can prove you you're wrong. Of course Because you love. Six feet. Pre-
1: under. Under. It has um, the gentleman who played Dexter.
0: So it started in 2001. Mm-hmm. And it went for six seasons. So we do the quick math there. It is
1: 2007. Okay. Anyways. Yeah. I'm not even good at math. Uh, okay.
0: When did that possibly end? Was that after 2010? No. I can't. I can't. <laughs> wait. If you carry the one. Mm-hmm. Uh, no. Yeah.
1: Okay, whatever, Stranger Things, because it was good and everybody liked
0: so it. So that's on your list?
1: Sure, I, I did like Stranger Things. It got me excited, and you know what? I don't care what anyone says. I love me some Riverdale, because it's just Riverdale? a great I show.
0: I promise you Riverdale is not in the top 50 programs of the last decade.
1: Well, that everyone has opinions on their list. Some my yeah. list may be different than and, someone
0: else's. Uh, some opinions count a little bit more.
1: Well, in Riverdale, others. my opinion counts. What do you
0: think is missing already from the top 10?
1: Um, I wonder if One Strange Rock's on there. That was a neat film. I don't know, is, is that a series? Like a series film. Or is it a film or a series? TV series TV, on, series. TV series on Netflix, so it was like okay. 10 parts.
0: Number 10 is Atlanta. It's an FX series, mm-hmm. so this got a lot of uh, buzz because Donald Glover. Mm-hmm. What What do you know Donald Glover as?
1: Uh, he has some rapper name. Juicy, <laughs> um, Juicy something. Juicy Katana, like a like a orange sword. He's Finn.
0: <laughs> He's not Finn. Tony Poyega is Finn.
1: Hmm. We also know him as DJ Somebody. He has a rapper name. Sexual Chocolate. That's <laughs> a wrestler.
0: Childish Gambino.
1: Okay, that's like effing ridiculous. That's what I'm gonna change my name to. Childish Gambino. What
0: are you? So do you the want to? two-year-old th- to tell- Do you want to tell the story?
1: You tell the story. I'm not telling it.
0: <laughs> do you want to tell the story? Do you no. want me to tell it? So I'm we- not telling you. We were watching, uh... <laughs> is it Mission to Mars? Is that what it is? Oh, no, is it The Astronaut? What's the one with Matt Damon? Directed by Ridley Scott.
1: Something about Mars where he goes and, uh... The- He's planting things. Like, his. The ship blows up? The Martian. The
0: Martian. It's called the Martian. Where he lands on
1: Mars with his Mars rover. Yeah, Yeah. he's on Mars. He's an
0: astronaut. I was right around there. Okay. And uh, I'm like, oh look, it's Donald Glover. He's in (laughs) Spider-Man and he's Lando. You're like, and then you looked it up. You're like, that's not Donald Glover. I'm like, yeah, it is. You looked it up, you're like, no, it's Childish Gambino, see? (laughs) And I'm like, Childish Gambino is Donald Glover, you stupid head. I'm
1: like, shut the front door <laughs> right now. And then the Googling began. And I was like, what the hell? What? What the, what the hell is a Childish Gambino? He's the great Gambino. Like, what what is that? What does that's, it even that's mean? That's
0: his artist name. You know what? You get to Google that later you get to google it later
1: people can you, if you know what that means can you please shout out at us like what that what is a childish gambino
0: number nine parks and rec parks and recreation again a series hmm. i have not seen amy, amy polar chris pratt you know a lot of people pratt, pratt, love it uh the americans number eight again another series i just yeah never did it for me and i like spies and cold war stuff i just couldn't not my jam either not my jam seven thirty rock Funny. So I love Thirty Rock. I wish you could get into Thirty Rock because we could have a laugh fest, especially the episode where Tracy Morgan sees everybody as Muppets. Oh geez Louise. And people are walking around and it's just absolutely Why hilarious. does he see
1: everyone as Muppets? Is he just a brownie? They, no,
0: he oh. they're like they wonder how he sees the world. And they cut to like a point of view <laughs> and like everybody's like Muppets like just flailing around and That's stuff. Amazing. it's really funny. Uh it ended in twenty thirteen, so only about three seasons were in this past what? decade, four of, them, four of them before. So saw, it's good. I've seen
1: snippets of it and the things that I did see were very funny.
0: Uh, it's on Amazon Prime. Oh, bitchin'. Yeah. Number six, Veep. Again, oh, Veep. a highly rated show. Highly rated. I've never seen if it. If I could uh, afford it, I would check it out. Jordan and Kyla said, this is an amazing is show. It's HBO? It's HBO, okay. yeah. Absolutely. Tony Hale and Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Cool. Five, Hannibal. Mm-hmm. So very short-lived series, only two series. Uh, Matt Wilkinson, uh, Brian Fuller, mm-hmm. We talked about Six Feet Under, six feet so there you go, I'm Pushing Daisies, I think. Uh, yes. Number four, BoJack Horseman.
1: You think it's very funny.
0: I loved BoJack Horseman when it first came out. the last couple of seasons, not so much, but the first two or three were so good. Really? Just, yeah, and I mean, yeah, this, just really good comedy, especially because it's about the film industry and Hollywood. Just, just top notch. For
1: no, for you, it's very funny.
0: Number three, and I thought this would have been number one. Really? Okay. Breaking Bad.
1: Yeah, that has a number one feeling. It was that was a great show.
0: It started in two thousand eight, so mm-hmm. a couple seasons of the decade before, before. but it ended in twenty thirteen, so the over half. Absolutely. You know, um, so good. It it counts. I would have thought for sure, for sure, it would have been number one. Number two, Fleabag.
1: It does not ring a bell for me.
0: It's a BBC Amazon co-production, 2016 to 2019. Mm-hmm. Uh, the blurb here on IndieWire says, yes, a show fixated on a hot priest has inspired a near religious fervor among many, including the television priest? academy, apparently with a substantial evangelical community going up to anyone with an internet connection, inquiring in a half desperate, half ecstatic undertone. Have you seen it? It's perfect, you have to see it. So Fleabag is getting a ton of reviews. Wow. And the number one show from the past decade comes from HBO and it's called The Leftovers. Again, we don't have HBO.
1: So I don't, I'm kind of out of the loop with that stuff.
0: Well, the good news is I'm about to talk about HBO Max.
1: Oh, is this like some kind of weird surprise for me? Like surprise, babe, we got HBO Max
0: now. Well, HBO Max doesn't launch until May. Okay. Uh, I don't know their launch plans if they're doing Canada and the U.S. simultaneously, if it's a staggered rollout, what their deal is. I don't think they're actually going to be able to launch in Canada because they have to oh. deal with Crave. Oh, shoot.
1: Yeah. Oh.
0: At least that's what I'm guessing. Um, it's going to go for $14.99. Really? So it's, it's- kind of twice as much as everybody else
1: but it's cheaper than getting it through like Rogers or a service provider cuz when you get that HBO But we thing, can't
0: get it, I'm saying. You'd have to pay for Crave up here to get HBO to, content, but in yeah. the states it's still cheaper.
1: Oh, always. Everything like Netflix is like $2 or something. So,
0: and of course there's HBO Max and there's still HBO. So they're different Oh. entities. Now they're bundled together. So you
1: get both of them for the it, membership. It's
0: kind of like how Disney Plus has like Star Wars and Marvel and Disney and Pixar. Okay. At least that's what I'm gathering. I read an article Mm -hmm. on The Hollywood Reporter with, uh, I I don't know if it's Time Warner or just HBO's head guy, Bob Greenblatt. He used to be with NBC. And I pulled two or three questions, uh, Q and A bits that I wanted to share. Sure. Uh, HBO, HBO Max, how do you distinguish between the two? Uh, They're separate, but that's the old way of thinking about it. They're ultimately going to live together, bundled next to each other in the same app. So yes, they're separate departments, uh, but they'll coalesce into one unified experience. Cool. All right. Uh, Why are they different departments, and will they always be? Uh, Greenblatt says, in five or ten years, do we do more consolidation? I'm not sure. At the moment, HBO is the signature platform, and nothing is more important than keeping it intact. It has a slightly older, 40-plus audience, and we know what kinds of programming they do. But there's a lot that they don't do. So the follow-up question, of course, is, so what does HBO Max do? What is that? What's that? Max is the rest. Kids all the way up to young adults in different genres, like uh, youth adult YA, or unscripted, which HBO largely doesn't do. We're trying really hard to assign the same quality level and curated feeling that HBO has. It'll never be 50,000 hours of programming. We're starting with 10,000. When you look at 50,000 or even more, when you go to Amazon, I just don't know who that programming is reaching. We know statistically that 50% of usage in these platforms is through the top 100 titles. So where are the other 50,000 titles? Who are they reaching? Uh, the big question that they're trying to figure out is uh, how many original movies are they gonna do? So oh. are they going to uh, Do like 10 or 15 since New Line typically does mid-range level so New Line Cinema, of course mm-hmm. that did uh, Lord of the Rings films yeah. because they had the rights they did them with Warner Brothers. Uh, they do mid-level range films That's the kind of stuff that they'd like to do so the 15 to 40 million dollar kind of film range.
1: Yeah
0: Those kind of films don't work at the box office anymore. So the films that you typically see at a box office in the theater right now are the $100, $200 million blockbuster events, like which is giant. why we're not getting many films out these days, not compared to at least when I was younger. Oh
1: my gosh, the movies came out like crazy.
0: So the first question before I jump on to the next question related to this is sure, sure. how important are original films and, and series when we think about these streaming platforms or... Is it more about the curated and acquisition content? So we yeah. sign up for Netflix or Hulu or Disney Plus. Do we get them because of the original content that they're producing, like the Mandalorian? Or do we get it because of the the catalog like that they've acquired there? the rights to?
1: Hmm. I For me, it's 50-50. I like both sides of that. We get both, we get some new stuff and then we get the old stuff that we've been familiar with and loved forever, right? I think it's nice to have both. It's a little like best of both worlds.
0: Okay. And most people have two point, I think it's like kids, they have 2.3 streaming services. So they kind of get a little bit of original from across the board and and the mix of content that's out there, you know, is kind of divvied up in terms of what exists and how it shifts around. Like Last Jedi just jumped off Netflix in Canada and of course is now on Disney Plus. Yeah, which is so great. It, it literally just switched on Boxing Day. Um, so you're gonna have titles like that that jump around to some extent that aren't created by these platform hosts.
1: Yeah, they're just gonna hop aboard.
0: I think original content is gonna be the big differentiator between a lot of these platforms. It's what Netflix has been gearing up over the last five years since you know, and, House of Cards. Yep,
1: the original content is great.
0: But it's so hard to find the hits, right? And that's why you need a couple streaming services to have these must have shows. Oh so, yeah. So that you can really get excited about stuff. And I mean, there's no shortage of things to watch. So it's not like-
1: You just gotta pick one.
0: <laughs> but you really want the good ones.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you wanna know? make because sure you pick Because you can spend
0: counts. a lot of time watching absolute nothing and garbage. And be like, like, oh, like that was okay. Sc-
1: like what I do, like scrolling through stuff. Ugh, oh, like not-
0: scroll time, I hate it. That's I why- know. That's mm. why I try to stick to my list. Just try to burn the list down. <laughs> You know, it's impossible like everybody's got a list they got a queue of whatever it is on whatever platform uh just like you know gamers have a stack of games or an inventory of games in their steam library that they haven't got to you just got to burn through that stuff before you start getting more otherwise it'll never end right you just got to get it down otherwise you're going to be a slave to it and it's always going to be daunting <laughs> and you're always going to be distracted by something else that's new anyways so second question which Greenblatt also talks about in this HBO article is, and he and he really gives the nod to Netflix. Uh, in that stars are comfortable now appearing on streaming platform originals. Well,
1: yeah, like you even said that one on Prime, Julia Roberts and she. she... Kevin
0: Spacey, of course, House of Cards. Now he's all had a little bit of a fall from grace, of course, uh, but these are big stars. Do You're you agreeing. think it was a bigger leap for stars to go from TV to TV series? Or, or to the streaming platforms, which was the bigger leap.
1: I don't know. Where's the money at? It's not
0: about money. It's about perception, right? Because we've known forever that these Hollywood stars would do a commercial in Japan and get like tons of money to appear in a soda commercial or a whiskey commercial and like then come Pepsi back and anything. nobody would see it in, in the west
1: well i think it's a huge huge deal that they went to streaming services it's crazy i think that is it big... bigger
0: than them going to a tv show yeah and... I you think, think so
1: i do to a streaming service like it's crazy
0: why do you think it's a bigger deal
1: i don't know it just seems like such a jump like it seems like such a fall why
0: is it why is it a fall
1: not a fall like a fall into something completely different like a totally different world
0: why is it a fall though why can't it just be a lateral switch?
1: I don't know why it's a
0: fuck. Well, no, I think there's a perception there that you're trying to tap into and I'm just trying to Maybe understand it. Maybe it's like
1: they, they've lightened up and they don't take themselves completely seriously anymore. So it's like, let's just try everything. Before I was only gonna break into one thing, just acting, you know, films or whatever. Now, you know what, I feel a little bit more comfortable. Maybe they would like let their guard down and you know, streaming services and some of those shows and series that are on there. I think it's people coming into their shell, don't you?
0: I don't know. I think that there's a a value proposition that's a little bit different. I think you have films traditionally that make hundreds of millions of dollars and you can assign Mm -hmm. that number to it because you see the box office results. So if I'm an actor in a film that just made, you know, $600 million and -hmm. I get paid 20 million to be in it, those are quantifiable things. But if I'm in, you know, thirteen episodes of a TV show that gets ratings, you know, of X and Y, it's not the same. And then if I'm gonna jump into a show
1: yeah. that
0: you watch on the internet, it, it feels like it's free and so where's the value? You know, it's not until you start You're, thinking about like, okay, ninety million subscribers. Yeah,
1: everybody's watching.
0: You know, how much these shows cost, that they're actual professional productions and that you can generate buzz. I don't know. I just think because you know, with piracy really leveling the playing field, as we saw the music industry and Ugh. of course the film industry and TV stuff, Everything. people, everybody stealing it. Like, what is the value of this stuff? So, mm. when you're asking somebody like a star or a well-known actor or you know filmmaker to to make something on a platform that is pennies a day, it's seven dollars a month. Ugh. You know, where where? How do you tell them that they're valued? At you know to doing their job i mean obviously you, you hand that them a sucks. check that really sucks but the public perception is that you know for seven dollars they can consume as much as they want on 30 days so i i understand that it's hard i i think that it's now i think it's riskier for a star to do a tv show than it is you think really something them... on a on a streaming platform
1: oh i think they're really putting themselves out there
0: I think that TV is dying. Traditional broadcast TV is is dying. It's it's all about on-demand. It's all about now, the now. streaming platforms and, and OTT it, over the top, as they call it. Um, because you are getting 9, 10 million people watching very limited original series and, and films. I mean, look at Stranger Things. Oh my gosh, how many viewers did that have? And The Witcher as well, you know, got tons it's of... It's
1: got crazy.
0: Yeah, I mean, The Witcher show that came out on Netflix... Sparked over 50,000 concurrent players on Nintendo Switch playing Witcher, which is a are huge you number. Yeah, when when the series debuted, over 50,000 concurrent players logged into Nintendo Switch Witcher uh, to play. So ridiculous, huge.
1: ridiculous. Yeah.
0: So I, I think that stars are looking to be a part of the next streaming series. Now the water cooler series, mm-hmm. but it's not really about TV. I think the metrics and the numbers that you can associate with streaming, even though like Netflix has never released ratings or they do in very sparse quantities. It's very secret, Uh, top secret. And you've got to really find ways to break down what they do release. I think think it's more quantifiable than being on a TV show that's easily missed because of stuff that's on a platform that you can watch whenever, versus I have to be home at eight o'clock on a Thursday, even if I do have my show, was, my
1: show, my show on. Yeah, I had we had those boxes at one time. I didn't like them, like the Tivo. Ro- like, no, like through like a, a p- service like provider. PVR. Yeah, I had through like a Rogers, for instance.
0: Yeah. So I paid. I used to have stuff. a VCR, and I used to record stuff like that. It's
1: awesome. I did too when I was younger. Like
0: you set the time, teenage. the channel.
1: Yep. Boom. City TV everywhere. Wow. And you get the movie. <laughs> Right? And you get all the people on Speaker's You know what's ridiculous? You get the people on Speaker's Corner. Like...
0: So, so Dave and I were in Toronto not long ago, about a, almost a month ago now, I guess. Sure. So. And we were past Queen and John, of course. And I'm like, that's where Speaker's Corner used <laughs> to be. Dave's like, what?
1: <laughs> he didn't know what Speaker's Corner was? I don't are? think
0: he knew what it was. And then we rounded the building. And of course they have the truck in the oh wall with the tires yes. spinning. With the tires It's been there for like 30 ever. years. And it hasn't changed at all. Holy
1: crud. Yeah. That's so funny. Oh my God, Speaker's Corner. But we had one in London for a while too, and it was always yes, like we drunk people. Richmond and It was right by Richmond, yeah. yeah. It was like right at the end, right across from that pub now, that's like McCabe's or whatever it's called now.
0: Yeah, I've never been there. I, never, I know FM 96 broadcasts from there, but I've never been
1: there. i think never been I think I went once with some girls from work. Not a bad place, but Speakers Corner, funny funny. That's a blast from the past.
0: So back to Stanbuck. Mm-mm. So we're bookending everything? yes so stan buck and his criticism of trailers and how studios are just trying to skirt the issue and just throw you lots of iconography that you're familiar with to get you to plunk your dollars down is that enough don't we want more and i thought well what's one way to get around that and of course (laughs) not to watch franchise driven stuff to find original stories
1: that is one way to get around it.
0: Right? You mm-hmm. know, if you're, what do you expect when you watch something where it's called Ghostbusters afterlife? Like it even just says like after the last one, essentially,
1: the whole title, the title might as well say Ghostbusters
0: 15, yeah. you know, the Rocky next, seven,
1: the next chapter, like yep. you're
0: going to get what you're going to get. It's a that's, that's part of the recipe. You know what? If it's not there, I don't think they're doing their job. If, if you call the film star Wars and it looks like
1: Star Trek,
0: no, because that would be pretty similar.
1: No. Don't even It's in space. It's in ships. We are not gonna have an argument about the Star Trek and Star Wars are two separate entities.
0: Right, but they're similar enough to say that
1: The setting is space. I don't even think they're in the same galaxy. But if you
0: call it Star Wars and it's a black and white romance that was silent, you know, with title cards. I think you I think people would be a little that, misled yeah, by I'm that sure title. They would. Absolutely. So you have to deliver upon what people are expecting to see. So there's a responsibility in addition to marketing motivations to put people at ease. But my solution, Stan Buck. Oh my God. What?
1: It's so funny.
0: Why don't you just watch some indie films? If you're looking for something out there to to really get you going, (coughs) watch some independent cinema with blockbusters taking over theaters and all indie cinema essentially going to streaming services. Uh, And now I hear that studios uh, are going to be allowed to own theater chains again for the first time in 70 years and like really reverse the antitrust laws that they put in place to stop companies like Paramount. Um, We're going to get less and less options out there to watch things. So I thought we could look at some of the best indie films of all time as great examples of things uh, that we didn't see coming. Stories that have left their mark, and forever changed even studio pictures as a result. Oh yeah. You wanna do this?
1: Sure, and I mean, now Glenn.
0: What are some of the best indie films off the top of your head?
1: Well, does *Midsummer* count as an indie film?
0: Yes, it does.
1: Well, then I'm gonna say that, because that film really took me by surprise and blew me away. We had seen Hereditary, and it was, I enjoyed it. I really liked Tony Collette and Midsummer was horrifying absolutely horrifying it was amazing beautiful the shots the setting like the colors it looked nice the production design was there the story was there and it was just executed very well but shock value big time big time
0: here's some other indie films that have left their mark on cinema Winter's Bone Won an Oscar, I believe, for yep. best screenplay. Lost in Translation. All oh,
1: thumbs way up, Bill Murray.
0: Clerks, Sex, Lies, and Videotape, Lady Bird, Blair Witch, Memento, Donnie Darko, Reservoir Dogs, Pulp Fiction, Eraserhead, Little Miss Sunshine, Being John Malkovich, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, Napoleon Dynamite, Daisy Confused, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Juno, Ex Machina, uh, My Own Private Idaho, uh, Brick, Uh, Blood Simple, Requiem for Your Dream, Swingers! Green Room, Uh, Tangerine, which of course, El Mariachi, Hereditary, which mentioned of course. Yes sir. Uh, Paranormal Activity, Uh, Moonlight, of course, was an indie.
1: Yep, yep, yep. Pie,
0: Virgin Suicides, Drugstore Cowboy. Mm. Those are some pretty classic
1: uh, indie uh, films. Yeah, a lot of
0: them come from uh, late 80s, early 90s and on, where at the end of Independent cinema revolution really took place, I found.
1: Big time. Really in the awesome. wake of
0: nothing but Studio Fair, it seemed, either Studio Fair or B movies in the 80s, oh. comes finally some of these smart mid level indie films. Yeah, they did well. And these indie films in that budget range are coming back now on streaming services almost exclusively. So we talk about the original films and how important they are. That's where we're going to have to go to find something, I think, a little unique. I agree. You know, I think. I I think those are. I think you should take a chance. I think I remember the last indie film that I showed you that we talked about on the last episode was "Killing of a Sacred Deer,"
1: which was so good.
0: But you didn't really want to watch it. You thought was it was like, too creepy.
1: Well, I was like, mm, I'm like, is this gonna be like make my skin crawl? And you're like, well, like it, it did, but in a good way. Like it just. It's a great film.
0: But you never know what to expect with these because there haven't been other films that come out and there are no expectations.
1: Very clever,
0: that film. But I'm going to do something that I'm very good at doing right now. What's that? I'm going to flip Hmm? things around. I'm going to turn the tables and say, you know what? I like the stuff that is the same over and over as well. I like the repetition. Give me everything that I need to see. Mm -hmm. Feed that demon in me. Because sometimes I just want to watch the same thing over and over again and, and have comfort in that. And
1: you do do that, yeah.
0: But not literally. I mean, give me something that's essentially the same, 70% the same with a 30% difference. Yes. You know, I watch Howl's Kitchen. I watch Kitchen Nightmares. Those shows are formatted and they're almost beat by beat, identical, episode to episode. But there's a comfort Such in that Such a good show. But there's comfort in I that agree, stuff, right? I agree, and I absolutely. think. At, at sometimes you don't want to sit down there and be challenged. You don't want your no. mind to have to work overdrive. It's like trying to watch, you know, foreign films. Uh,
1: you have to work
0: at you it. You have to yeah, be in the work. right mindset to watch Absolutely. those kind of films. There's nothing wrong with it, but Mm-mm. like at the end of a long day, after shooting X number of hours or editing, the last thing I want to do is sit there and really Read have subtitles. my mind engaged. I want to just Chill out. kind of be part of the experience, let it wash over me and yeah. like just decompress. and. And just be part of everything that's happening.
1: Yeah, just the experience of the actual program.
0: Yeah, so I think there's there's room for both. I think it's okay just to have something that is a part of, you know, the, the atmosphere without having to really redefine who you are. In, yeah, well, and
1: not so. think about it too hard. Just let you turn off your mind a little bit and just relax. The,
0: the uh, latest report says that Twitch
1: mm-hmm.
0: has 73% of game streams in the marketplace. Really? that uh, amounts to 9.3 billion hours of video game content streamed. With Holy you, moly. YouTube has 21%.
1: Holy smokes, that is crazy. Oh.
0: So 73% to 21. And there's a few other places like Facebook Watch that have smaller numbers pieces and Little of the pie. Um, Holy
1: smokes. If
0: you were gonna start out streaming,
1: mm-hmm.
0: where would you go? And, I, and it's almost kind of the same thing, Kickstarter, Indiegogo. If you were gonna launch a crowdfunding campaign, which one would you go? Kickstarter is the market leader, Indiegogo has a much smaller share.
1: I would go to Kickstarter if it wasn't marketing anything, for sure.
0: And if you were gonna go on uh, Twitch or YouTube for game stream, which one would you pick?
1: Twitch, obviously. Okay, so- I mean, I know sometimes, but sometimes it's better to be a big fish in a small yeah, pond. Yeah, so this
0: is, this is the dilemma, right? Do you go to where the audience is predominantly Thinking that you can stand out and grab a piece of that, mm-hmm. or do you go where there's a smaller audience trying to, to compete?
1: I don't know. I just think Twitch is that like an outlet for that particular thing because like that's that's what it's designed for only, right?
0: Gates. Well, it's designed for a lot of things. Basically, content being shared and gaming has clearly it's taken, taken over as a massive industry.
1: That is so. crazy. Like.
0: What I think you, you're right, though. Okay. I think I think you gotta go where the people are and mm-hmm. then just ride, uh, let the cream rise to the top. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. I think you gotta just distance yourself with what other people are doing, but you have gotta be where the audience is, right? It's like location, location, location. You're right, you're right. Um, you can always go on YouTube as well and kinda do both at the same time in the same way that you can do Kickstarter and Indiegogo. True, true. Simultaneously. But I think you've gotta go where, where the people are. Um, and I don't know when that's going to change. Obviously, a lot of people point to the MySpace transitioning oh. to Facebook change and when that happened and how social media changed in that way. And in Twitter, uh, you know, what it's doing and it's what it's not doing. I, I don't think they've made any huge strides, even though it's been, what, a year now? Or is it two years since they doubled their word count, their character yeah. count? Yeah. I want to say
1: it's two. Yeah, I think Two-ish. you're right. I think you're right.
0: I don't think it's made a huge impact. No. Nope. You know, it certainly hasn't made the the tweets anymore compelling. Certainly not. Um, Once
1: in a while there'll be some, you know, wisdom that pops up there.
0: But yeah, no, that was surprising to see that 9.3 billion hours of gaming content were consumed, with 73% coming from one location. That's Not like, you know, 20%. (laughs) So we've got three things left on the list. Uh, Do you want to talk about Cats? Dark Crystal, Age of Resistance? Or a second He-Man show coming to Netflix.
1: Oh my God.
0: Okay. Well, tell me about this. This is a well. I watched part of it with you. This is a Netflix uh, limited series. Three There's ep- three episodes, are about an hour each. Yes. And it's about uh, a YouTuber <clears throat> uh, who put up a video of.
1: Some cruelty um, to animals.
0: animal cruelty. And then the story involves a handful of people who are trying to track this individual down using only clues that they can find within the video. Mm-hmm. And so what did you think of this?
1: Well, first, like it, it, I got, I, I had to leave the room at in, within the first, I don't know, 10 minutes. Cause I said, babe, I think I'm going to be sick because they didn't show a lot. But, I mean, further down the line, they showed a little bit more. But it's just, it's graphic. The way they speak about it is very, very graphic. It was, it was a lot. It hit me like a ton of bricks. But what a good, what a good series. Holy crap.
0: I thought it was a little long.
1: It was—it dragged out.
0: At over three hours, I thought that there would be ways to really condense it to a good two and a half hours, two hours. And maybe make it six, 25 minute episodes instead of three hour one. I don't know. There, there's some math they could have done there.
1: Okay.
0: To make that work a little bit more in their favorite. Episode one I thought was terrific. Amazing. You watched all the way through enough to put episode two on and then three on right away. I passed out halfway through episode two. You
1: were working hard. I woke up
0: halfway through episode three. <laughs> you were kind of glued the whole time. Um, I'm glad that the filmmakers had some tasteful Execution that they oh. weren't showing these videos because that was
1: really sensitive content. Yeah, I
0: don't. Uh, they always say the old adage, you know, in a screenplay is, you know, if you really want to get the audience, you do two things. One, you show the hero, you know, petting or being animal friendly, petting a dog or a cat, being animal friendly. Blake Snyder wrote a book called "Save the Cat." When you have yes. the character yes. save yes. the cat, save he's a likable person. Or she's him. a likable person. You're on their side forever. Conversely, you have the villain harm an animal and they can never get back in your good graces. So look at House of Cards, the very first scene of that show has Kevin Spacey putting a dog out of his misery. So that kind of sets the stage for how we're gonna feel about him going forward. He's horrible. So this whole uh, series, of course, has this individual harming animals. Like there's, very little chance that you can have an explanation or motivation that, you know, aptly explains these actions where you can kind of get on the side. So you basically hate this individual going forward and the people can't find uh, this person quick enough.
1: And he just keeps taunting them and taunting them.
0: If you like good mysteries and you like stuff that is related to technology and cyber crimes and trying to figure out, well, what would I do if I was trying to find somebody online? It was doing something I thought was wrong. It's I think it's a good one to watch.
1: It was interesting, absolutely.
0: I think there's a, a good message about the power of community too and, and uh, endurance and the uh, the value of patience
1: not giving up tenacity yeah
0: i'm not going to say that they fi- they find the guy or they don't find the guy but they certainly get some really interesting answers along the way and
1: it goes pretty deep into into some stuff there's if you know if you got send the kids out of the room number 1 like look at the title it has the f word in it
0: yeah, check out the trailer. I think you're gonna get a lot just from the trailer yeah. alone, and then you can decide. What like we saw, like the title, like "Don't with Cats." Like, what? What, what is that? And I, I to had that. to watch the trailer because I saw it was a docu series. And if I didn't see it was a docu series, I probably would not have checked it out. Agreed. And that'll do it for another Mouthcast. Happy New Year, everyone! Happy
1: New Year, 2020.
0: So you ready for this? I'm ready. I'm trying to one up you a little bit, okay? <sighs> okay. Adventure 20 in 2020.
1: Oh my gosh, it's great.
0: Yeah. And save that, your money. Yeah, save all that money. In 2020, use Adventure 20.
1: In 2020, you're going to be rich.
0: Adventure 20 in 2020, Retro Rags Limited. And then I remembered the network, the
1: mm-hmm. Green Day spinoff mm-hmm.
0: band. You go, Adventure 20, 2020. Amazing. No? Amazing. Money, money,
1: 2020. <laughs> no? Okay, well. Sure, sure. I'm, I'm, I'm dancing along to it.
0: You're not dancing.
1: I'm you you I'm not allowed to move with the microphone. I can't I don't.
0: believe Serpentor's arm just snapped.
1: Fudge. Only I'm not really thinking fudge. Don't break the rest of him. I'll fix it. Fudge me. I'll fix it. You better got some super serpentor glue or some. Does Serpent- anyone out there fix action figures? Like, I'm, I professionally? might know somebody that can You know this. a guy? Yeah. Put it back together.
0: All right, thanks for all those questions. Hope you like the list, and uh, you'll hear from us next week.
1: Happy New Year!